Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibb, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest on Johnny Depp, Percy Miller, Matthew Morrison, Snoop Dogg, Evan, even McGregor, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and his camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve. By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. This breaks my heart, and it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and gives it to families in need. To help, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Here's today's STEM tip. Make your selfies look even better with science. Take your pics at golden hour right before the sun sets. The wavelengths made by the atmosphere create a perfect golden light for that beautiful face of yours. Learn more at She Can STEM. A message from the Ad Council. You're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about it, click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. Tell me what you think. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656. 2656 and press the number one. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash that's entertainment dot radio. Follow us on Twitter at that's entertain one. That's T H A T S entertain and the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at stiletto14, stiletto like the shoe, S T I L E T T O and the number 14. You can also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. That's T J O N E S G I B B S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a partly cloudy 68 degrees. Before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout out to all my listeners out there. Thank you once again for joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon. So how is everybody doing? How has your week been so far? Uh, We just celebrated a long weekend, Memorial Day weekend, so I hope everyone uh, got the chance to celebrate and to remember those who fought in all the wars and who fought in the services, as well as have a great weekend as well, enjoying the weather. The weather here in the NY was beautiful, hot, but beautiful. So how is everybody doing? Um, this week we're going to be talking about uh, Johnny Depp, how um, he's having a trial break right now, and he in, he's enjoying it, and he did such by 
being part of Jeff Beck's concert in England on Sunday night. I'll tell you more about that. Also, uh, speaking of uh, Johnny Depp, this uh, the defamation trial has been drawing out for the longest. Uh, we're supposed to be hearing from uh, the trial supposed to be any day any minute now about the case so we'll keep an eye on that and also um unfortunately we got some sad news uh rapper master p daughter uh titiana miller she died i'll tell you what happened to her um she was only 29 years old and after uh matthew morrison just got fired. He was supposed to be one of the judges in the So You Think You Can Dance show, which is supposed to be uh, premiering. Um, you know, they come on every year around this time in the summer to see the best in dance style and dance show. Well, he's been fired, and I'll tell you what happened to him. And Snoop Dogg has some bad news for his fans. I'll tell you what that is. And Ian McGregor um, spoke about, uh, one of the newest uh, actors to the Star Wars franchise, uh, Moses Ingram, she's uh, has joined the cast of the highly anticipated uh, Obi Wan Kenobi depictor, the show on Disney Plus, and she's been receiving some racist comments. And I'll tell you what he said about that. So, um, how's everybody doing? Um, before we get started with the show. Again, if you are looking to get in shape, and it's never too late to get in shape, I have someone who is now a personal trainer, a certified fitness trainer that can help you get there. His name is David Romero. David and I used to be former co-hosts on a show here on Blog Talk Radio called Loco. That's Entertainment Rundown. Now this is his second act, and he has a four-week program where he works around your schedule, and he's going to give you some real-time coaching along with some fun and challenging workouts. And um, if you want to get into fitness and you want to change your lifestyle, make sure you uh, send him a direct message on Instagram at DavidLoco12, that's D-A-V-I-D-L-O-C-O-12. Also uh, send him an email at DavidJRomero, that's D-A-V-I-D-J, R-O-M-E-R-O-88 at yahoo.com. You can also reach out to him on Instagram at Camp Gladiator on their Instagram account and at Salute. Uh, that's S-A-L-U-T and at Camp Gladiator at C-A-M-P-G-L-A-D-I-A-T-O-R. Tell him that you heard it here first from your former co-host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, right here on Death Entertainment Online Radio. So uh, my weekend was really well. I did, I did a nice – I actually – uh, I hadn't did this in a long time. I actually saw two movies during the holiday weekend. I went to see um, the uh, Top Gun Maverick, and I also went to see uh, Doctor Strange, which I thought was uh, excellent, actually. Uh, I haven't did that in a long time. I have really hadn't did that in a long time, watching two movies back-to-back like that. And it was really, really good. Um, I must say that, um, you know, if you are Marvel fans, you're into the comic books and everything, you're going to enjoy it. Now, uh, 
Top Gun Maverick, uh, the first Top Gun was in the summer of 1986. And uh, it's been a movie that's been long overdue. And I tell you, it was worth the wait. I tell you, it's worth. If you are, uh, if you know anybody who's in the Navy or in the military or is a f- fighter pilot, oh, you're gonna enjoy this movie. So that's what I did over the weekend. I hope you had a great weekend as well. So uh, let's get started. Um, Johnny Depp is enjoying the Amber Heard defamation trial break. The Pirate of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales actor made a surprise appearance at Jeff Beck's concert in Sheffield, England on Sunday night. The 58-year-old Hollywood star is currently awaiting the verdict of his defamation trial against his ex-wife Amber Heard, and after several weeks appearing in court in Fairfax, Virginia, the black mass star traveled across the pond to perform alongside his musician friends at Sheffield City Hall. Now, the Pals performed their 2020 cover of John Lennon's 1970 hit, Isolation, as well renditions of Marvin Gaye's What's Going On and Jimi Hendrix's Little Wing, according to videos of the concert shared on social media, in which the Sweeney Todd star appeared on good form. Now, Depp is suing her for defamation over a 2018 op-ed she penned for the Washington Post where she described herself as a public figure representing domestic abuse. The Charlie and the Chocolate Factory actor claim it falsely implies that he is a domestic abuser, which she strongly denies, and that it has left him struggling to land roles in Hollywood. Depp is suing for $50 million, while the Aquaman actress is countersuing for $100 million, accusing Depp of orchestrating a smear campaign against her and describing his lawsuit as a continuation of abuse and harassment. Now, during the couple relationship, Vasquez said that Depp suffered persistent verbal, physical, and emotional abuse at the hand of Heard. Vasquez also stressed that Heard never gave away all of her $7 million divorce settlement from Depp to the American Civil Liberties Union and the Children's Hospital in Los Angeles, as she claimed. It was branded a blatant lie, and she had only herself given under $1 million from the ACLU and 250000 to the Los Angeles Children's Hospital. However, Heard's attorney insisted that the actress still intend to pay the pledges she made to the American Civil Liberties Union and the Children's Hospital. And speaking out, uh, speaking, it's been drawn out, this trial, that has been carrying on for at least another day um, after uh, juries failed to reach a verdict um, yesterday on Tuesday. Uh, the jury, which deliberated for about eight hours, only paused to ask the judge a question about hers Washington Post op-ed piece at the center of the proceedings. The judge said that the jurors asked whether they should consider the headline or the content of the article when answering one selection of the jury's instruction, one section, actually, of the jury's instructions. The title of the December 2018 piece was, I Spoke Up Against Sexual Violence and Faced Cultural Wrath. That has to change. The title is the statement in question. That's what the judge said. Again, Depp is suing his ex-wife heard over the op-ed in which she described herself as a public figure representing domestic abuse. 
Now, Depp is named in the piece, but had previously been accused of domestic violence by her, which he denies. And Tuesday just marked the second day of deliberation, which began Friday afternoon following the closing argument. The seven-member jury will resume the discussions this morning, Wednesday morning, outside the Fairfax County Circuit Courthouse in Virginia, a truck. Uh, decorated a uh, a pirate ship with a photo of Depp on it, was towed past the building as fans of the ex-Hollywood couple waited for a verdict. Now, the truck features an image of Depp dressed as Captain Jack Sparrow from the Pirates of the Caribbean movie. The deliberations follow a six-week trial in which Depp again denied abusing Heard and accused her of being violent toward him. Heard, in turn, denies abusing her ex-husband while accusing him of domestic violence and substance issues. The actors married in 2015 and Heard filed for divorce the following year. So uh, they're still, I guess they're still deliberating. It's uh, almost 12 after 1 here on the East Coast. Uh, Police are investigating whether rapper Master P's daughter Titiana Miller has died of an overdose after drug paraphernalia was discovered at the scene. This is according to the report. Now, drugs weren't present when authorities found the 29-year-old Miller, but undisclosed paraphernalia was. was. Uh, that's what TMZ reported, and that's what uh, the law enforcement sources were cited. Uh, toxicology results may not be available for weeks, according to TMZ, which reports that an autopsy was conducted. If fentanyl is found in her system, investigators with the Los Angeles Police Department will look into who supplied them, according to the site. Uh, Master P announced his daughter's death in an Instagram post Sunday but did not disclose a cause. And this is what he wrote at the time. He said, quote, we appreciate all of the prayers, love, and support. Mental illness and substance abuse is a real issue that we can't be afraid to talk about. With God, we will get through this, unquote. Master P shares similar comments with TMZ saying it's been a long and painful journey for their family, their daughter. Uh, she has been battling since 2015. A mental illness and substance abuse is a real issue, and they hope to turn the tragedy into a testimony. That's what Master P said. Tatiana was one of the nine kids for uh, one of was one of the nine kids of that uh, of Master P, whose real name is Percy Miller. Um, I had the privilege to interview his daughter, his uh, Tat- uh, Tatiana's sister, Symphony Miller. Uh, she was a guest on my show back in 2012 when she was starring in the Nickelodeon show How to Rock. And at the time, she was the star of the show, and she was also uh, coming out with new music. A lovely girl, lovely girl. So if you want to go ahead and check out that interview that I did with our uh, Master P's daughter and Tatiana's sister, Symphony Miller. Go ahead and go check out the archives here on Block Talk Radio. But I want to just send my condolences, condolences to Master P and to Symphony. Um, yeah, you know it's just sad, and and to die that young, 29 years old, you know, 
But um, if you want to check out that interview that I did, did with when Symphonique was here on the show, you can always go back here on the archives here on uh, BTR. Right now we have here uh, 15 minutes after the hour. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week between 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern, I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about it, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, make sure you like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook. Facebook.com slash That's Entertainment dot radio. Follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain One. That's T-H-A-T-S Entertain. And the number one, you can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14. That's Stiletto, like the high heel shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O. And the number 14, you can also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. That's T-J-O-N-E-S-G-I-B-B-S. Matthew Morrison might have been fired from So You Think You Can Dance for sending a series of 30 direct messages. According to a new report, the former Glee star was let go from the Fox reality talent competition following his inappropriate relationship with a female contestant. The 43-year-old actor was sacked after he had an inappropriate relationship with a female contestant. That's what a source had spilled to people. Uh, they said that they didn't have sex, but he reached out to her through flirty, direct messages on social media. Uh, she felt uncomfortable with his line of comments and went to the producers, who then got Fox involved. He was fired after that, and they did their own investigation. It was also noted that Matthew and the unnamed woman never met up offset. That's what the source continued. It just it was just messages that crossed the line. Representatives for both Matthew and Fox did not respond to People magazine requests for comment. In the last week of May, however, the Broadway star confirmed his departure after not adhering to competition protocol. And due to the show being pre-taped, Matthew is expected to appear in some episodes until his replacement is found in June. The competition show itself includes a judging panel of JoJo Siwa and Stephen Twitch Boss, as well as hosts Cat Dealey. Snoop Dogg has some bad news for his fans. The Drop It Like It Hot rapper announced on Sunday, May 29th, that he has been forced to cancel the upcoming non-U.S. shows due to unforeseen scheduling conflicts. The 50-year-old shared the announcement on his Instagram page. He said, quote, Dear friends and fans, due to unforeseen scheduling conflicts, including family obligations and upcoming TV and film projects, Snoop Dogg regrets he is canceling all upcoming non-U.S. tour dates for the remainder of 2022. Uh, they said that he was excited to see his fans around the world, and he apologized to all that had already made plans to see his show. He looked forward to rescheduling dates in the future. Uh, ticket refunds will be available at the original point of purchase, and uh, Snoop Dogg is still committed to his remaining U.S. tour dates for the rest of 2022, and he wants to thank everybody for their support, and he, asked, tell, he told everyone to be safe out there. 
Snoop, whose real name is Calvin Cordoza Brodus Jr., was initially scheduled to perform concerts across Europe from August 26th to September 19th. And aside from the European show, he had postponed his 2022 Australia tour because of the same reason. Uh, in a statement issued on Monday, TEGMJR said that the new dates will be pushed to February 2023. The MC I Want to Thank Me tour was set to visit arenas in four cities this October and November. It started from Perth RAC Arena on October 26th, then moved to Sydney and Melbourne before concluding in Brisbane Entertainment Center on November 1st. The tour was first announced in September of 2021. It was meant to be an early milepost in Snoop's new partnership with TEGMJR, the UK-based promotion arm of Australian live entertainment, ticketing, and text giant TEG. And Ian McGregor has spoken out about the racist message that was sent to his Obi-Wan Kenobi co-star, Moses Ingram. In a video post on Star Wars' official Twitter account, the Obi-Wan Kenobi depictor claimed that his heart was broken after he found out about the messages. And this is what he said in a clip on Tuesday, uh, May 31st. He said, I heard some of them this morning, and it just broke my heart. That's what he said in the clip. Uh, He said, of Moses, who plays Sith Inquisitor Reva Savander on the Disney Plus series, Moses is a brilliant actor, she's a brilliant woman, and she's absolutely amazing in this series. I just want to say, as the leading actor in this series, as the, as the executive producer on the series, that we stand with Moses. We love Moses, and if you're sending her bullying messages, you're, you're no Star Wars fan in my mind. There's no place for racism in the world, unquote. The official Star Wars account Twitter also shared support to Moses in a series of tweets on Tuesday. They said, quote, we are proudly to welcome Moses Ingram to the Star Wars family and excited for Reva's story to unfold. If anyone intends to make her feel in any way unwelcome, we have only one thing to say. We resist. There are more than 20 million sentiment species in the Star Wars galaxy. Uh don't choose to be a racist, unquote. Now, prior to this, Moses revealed in her Instagram story some racist message that Star Wars fans had been sending to her following Obi-Wan Kenobi's premiere last week. And this is what she said. She said, quote, there's nothing anybody can do about this, Ingrid said after revealing the message, some of which contained the N-word. She said, there's nothing anybody can do to stop this hate. I question my purpose in in even being here in front of you saying that that this is happening. I don't really know. The thing that bothers me is this feeling inside of myself that no one has told me, but this feeling that I have to shut up and take it, that I have to grin and bear it, I'm not built like that. So I wanted to come on and say thank you to the people who showed up for me in the comments and the places that I'm not going to put myself And to the rest of y'all, y'all weird, unquote. Now, you know what? She's not the only one. Remember when actor John Boyega, the British actor who played the Stormtrooper, he was also faced with the same thing. Um, He faced a lot of uh, racist comments about being a black Stormtrooper. And remember um, the Asian actress Kelly Marie Tran? She also faced 
racism as well. When she joined the franchise, when she and John joined the Star Wars franchise, um, let me say this. Racism, I don't care what industry you're in, I don't care what industry you're in, whether it's entertainment, sports, uh, uh, corporate, I don't care what industry, hotel, I don't care what industry you're in, racism hurts the economy, it hurts all industries across the board. And I'm like this, I'm a Star Wars fan too, and George Lucas, who originally wrote Star Wars, when he wrote Star Wars, he had a, a diverse, all the characters were were diverse and still are diverse. So for people to say um, don't want a, a diverse cast, then you know what, if you're going to be racist and you don't like diverse characters in movies, TV shows, Broadway production, then don't watch it. Matter of fact, stay at home. Don't waste your money. If you're going to be racist like that, stay home, climb under a rock, close the blinds, lock the doors, don't even turn on the TV, the radio, music, nothing. Because it, the, the, I'm going to let you racists out here know that uh, black people are here to stay. There's not a damn thing you can do about it. Asians are here to stay. Latinos are here to stay. So if you got a problem then you need to not, you might as well be like, uh, what, what's the people that, the, uh, that used to live in Pennsylvania, the, uh, the Quakers? They don't have no TV, no radio. They have no form of entertainment. I think it was the Quakers, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Race, that, that racism stuff has no part in anything because it hurts industries across the board. It hurts companies. Trillion, you, they lose trillions of dollars because of racism. So if you want to be a racist and not be on board or you have a problem watching different ethnic groups in different type of genres or music or movie, then don't, don't even spend your money. Don't even turn on the TV. Don't go to the movie. Don't do anything because we are here to stay. As far as I'm concerned, we're here to say, and there's not a damn thing, a damn thing you can do about that. Okay, enough with this crap. And I forgot the other young lady, and um, the other young lady who also faced a racism in her character with the, uh, and I'm going to be talking about that too. Matter of fact, that's my next story, and the. Uh, the Hunger Games, I can't, I can't think of the young lady, lady name. She was also in the movie um, The Hate You Give. She faced some backlash because the original character in the book, I guess, was supposed to be white, but she ended up playing the role, and they had an issue with that. So you racists out here, go kick around, because as far as I'm concerned, there's not a damn thing you can do about it. We're here to stay, whether you like it or not. And speaking of the Hunger Games, congratulations to Miss Rachel Zegler. She is riding high following her critical acclaim performance in Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. The actress has landed a major role in the highly anticipated prequel of the Hunger Games. 
The 21-year-old has been cast to portray Lucy Gray Braid, a female lead character in Liongate The Hunger Game, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. She joined Tom Blythe, who was recently tapped to portray the young uh, Carolina Snow, the role made famous by Donald Sutherland in the original trilogy. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, Francis Lawrence, who directed three of the four Hunger Games movies, Catching Fire, Mocking Jay Park 1, and Marking Jay Part 2, is back at the helm with franchise producer Nina Jacobson and her partner Brad Simpson returning as producers. Lawrence also served as producer. The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes is set to hit U.S. theaters on November 17, 2023. The latest draft of the screenplay is by Michael Leslie. Zegler rose to prominence with her role as Maria Vasquez in Steven Spielberg's musical drama West Side Story, which was also her acting debut. The role earned her the Golden Globe Award for Best Actress, Motion Picture Comedy, or Musical. Go ahead, Rachel Zegler. Right now we have here uh, 28 minutes after the hour. Uh, Coming up... We're going to be talking about uh, Top Gun. As I was starting the show, I was had the opportunity to watch the movie this weekend. Great movie. Well, it soared high at the box office this weekend. I'll tell you more about it. Hopefully, new single, So Good, will now be released. Remember last week I was telling you that she was having some problems because the label did not want to release the new single, but now it looks like it's going to be happening. And also, uh, BTS made an appearance at the White House. I'll tell you what they did. And uh, Disney Junior has a new animated series, and I'll tell you who is going to be starring in it. And uh, Jesse Smollett is making his directorial debut, and it's coming to the silver screen. All those stories and more coming up after the break, so don't you go anywhere.
Entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with your host Tammy Jones Gibbs right here on Block Talk Radio. Right now we got 26 minutes left remaining in the show. That was the latest from my girl Lizzo and about damn time. Uh, before we went to the music break, I was telling you that Top Gun Maverick has soared high at the box office this weekend. The sequel to the 1986 blockbuster, which featured Tom Cruise reprising his most iconic role of Pete Maverick Mitchell, debuted atop of the chart after making an estimated $124 million domestically for its three-day opening weekend, and that's according to Paramount. Meanwhile, its global total is 248 million. In addition to jetting past expectations, the number marks Tom's biggest opening weekend in his more than 40-year career. It's also the actor's first 100 million opening weekend and the third biggest debut of the year. Back to the chart, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness follow it up as it takes a distant second spot with six 16.4 million in three days, an estimated 21.1 million over the four-day extended weekend. Its domestic total stands at a, to- a little over 375 million. The Marvel superhero film is closing in on the 900 million dollar mark worldwide. The Bob the, the Bob Berger movie is expected to take the number three spot with an estimated 15 million in domestic market. Meanwhile, Downtown Abbey 
a new era is expected to earn 7.5 million across its extended weekend, bringing its running domestic total to 30 million and nearly 69 million internationally. Rounding out the top five is the bad guys. The flick is expected to grow 6.1 million, taking the domestic total to 82 million. And Halsey's new single, So Good, will be released on June 9th. The Without Me hitmaker will drop the new song after they accused her record label of holding it until they can't fake a viral moment on TikTok. Um, this is what the 27-year-old pop star label Capital Music posts uh, a statement on Twitter. They said, quote, Halsey, we love you and are here to support you. We are committing to a release of So Good on June 9, 2022. The label, which boasts uh, Kathy, I'm sorry, at, uh, boasts uh, Katy Perry, Louis Capaldi, and Sir Paul McCartney on their books, outlined their intentions to continue to have critical conversation. Uh, its statement read, we are an artist's first company that encourages open dialogue. We have nothing but a desire to help each one of our artists to see and hope that we can continue to have these critical conversations. That's what the label continued to stress. Uh, this move came after the close, closer uh, hit maker, whose real name is Ashley Fragnapain. Uh, I didn't know Halsey's name was that. Uh, they accused uh, how after she accused them of not follow, allowing the song to be made available until they orchestrated a fake viral moment on TikTok. Uh, they captioned the post on the video sharing app. Everything is marketing, and in the video they said, "I just want to release music, man. I deserve better." Tbh. And after the news of the release date, the Grammy nominee admitted that. They didn't expect so much conversation while celebrating with their with her uh, month-old son Ender, whose father is uh, partner Alev uh, Aiden. He's an actor, I think. Um, Holsley uh, wrote on Twitter that she didn't expect so much conversation about this record, and uh, they added that all they know is that they want the, everyone to hear it, and now that you can, so good, the song on June 9th, and the video the next day. Um, and she's so happy. Halsey is so happy that uh, they gave her her flowers. So good for her. Good for her. Um, they don't need permission to dance, but they made the most of their permission to visit the White House. You know who I'm talking about. My favorite group of all time. I'm, not, I'm part of the Army, too. That's right. I said it. K. Pop supergroup BTS met with President Biden on Tuesday to discuss anti-Asian hate crimes and Asian exclusion and representation in showbiz as Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month comes to a close. The seven members also all spoke briefly at Tuesday White House prep brief, briefing. Um, this is what RM said. He's the leader of the group. He said, it is a great honor to be invited to the White House today to discuss the important issues of anti-Asian hate crime, Asian exclusion, and diversity. And uh, he said this before all the other members offer their similar statements in Korean. 
the private audience with Biden was closed to the press. Now, the meeting was highly anticipated by BTS legends of fans who packed the White House live stream of the press conference by the thousands. Now, BTS originated more than a decade ago in Seoul and was a world top-selling artist last year. The two-time Grammy-nominated group has released five number one albums on the Billboard Hot 200 chart and boasts chart-topping singles, including Permission to Dance and Dynamite. BTS has been vocal about anti-Asian hate crimes. The members used the hashtag StopAsianHate in a March 2021 tweet and detailed their experiences with discrimination amid a string of violent incidents against Asian people. And uh, this is what they said. They said, quote, we have endured expletives without reason and we were mocked for the way we looked. We were even asked why Asians spoke in English. We cannot put, the word, put into words the pain of becoming the subject of hatred and violence for such a reason. Our own experiences are inconsequential compared to the events that have occurred over the past few weeks, unquote. Good for them. Good for BTS. And I love that they're using this platform to wait, uh, to um bring awareness to this issue because, again, I just spoke about racism, about this people just have problems with other uh, ethnic groups being in certain industries, and BTS is, is, is one of them. Um, Disney Junior has a new animated series, and it's called Eureka, and it has quite the lineup for its voice over cast. Leading the way are actors Russ, or, no, I'm sorry, uh, Ruth Riggi, Renee Elise Goldsberry, Little Rill, and Javier Munoz with acts like Loretta Devine, Sheila E., Misty Cop- Copeland, Ryan Michelle Bathay, and Wendell Pierce tackling respective roles within the forthcoming children's programming. It's set in the fantastical prehistoric world of Rocky Falls, Eureka. Following the story of Eureka, uh, actor Ruth Riggi is supposed to be about a young girl inventor who is way ahead of her time. She designs inventions and contraptions in the hope of making the world a better place and moving her prehistoric community into a more modern era. Now, Goldsberry and Howie will voice Eureka's parents, Roxy and Roll, and Loretta Devine will voice Eureka's grandmother, Wanda, while Sheila E. will voice Yurt, a traveling musician. And Misty Copeland will naturally voice Rock Ann, a dance teacher, and Devin Trey Campbell will voice one of Eureka's friends, Barry, with Bathay and Pierce voicing his parents. Additionally, Cree Summer, one of the most iconic voiceover actresses of all time, you know her from um, A Different World, she also has a role in the series as she voices Verna. The series is set to premiere on June 22nd at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Disney Junior and will also be available to stream on Disney+. Plus. 
Jesse Smollett directorial debut is coming to the silver screen. Variety reported that the B-Boy Blues had landed a BET Plus after debuting last year at the 2021 American Black Film Festival. At the festival, the film won the Narrative Feature Fan Favorite Award. It is set to make a televised premiere on June 9th for Pride Month. And Mona Scott Young and her company, Monomi Entertainment, has joined the film as a producer. B-Boy Blues is described as a class of class and culture when Mitchell Crawford, a college-educated journalist from Brooklyn, and Raheem Rivers, a bike messenger from Harlem, falls in love. A Smollett wrote the script along with James Earl Hardy, who authored the novel the same name that inspired the motion picture. It stars Timothy Richardson, singer Lettucey, Brandy Evans, radio host Heather B., Marcus Vinson, Jabari Reed, Broderick Hunter, and Thomas Mackey. The film marks Smollett returned to Hollywood since he was found guilty in March for making false reports on an alleged hate crime and sentenced to 150 days in jail, 30 months of felony pro- probation and order to pay restitution of more than 120000 and a $25,000 fine. He was released from Cook County Jail days later after Illinois uh, Appellate Court voted to cut down his 150-day sentence pending appeal. Angie Harmon has weighed in on the possibility of her making a return to law and order. The actress portraying Assistant District Attorney Abby Carmichael said that she would love to reprise her role. The 49-year-old actress who played on the NBC legal procedural for three seasons between 1998 and 2001 is interested to do an arc of something on the Dick Wolf creative show, which was recently revamped and renewed for season 22. The former Law and Order Special Victim Unit guest star called her time working with the franchise as a really, really wonderful time in her life. Angie, who has daughters, Finley, Avery, and Emery, with her ex, Jason Seahorn, the 51-year-old former NFL star, shared that she was drawn to her latest project, the Lifetime movie Buried in Barstow, with the maternal primal instincts of her character, Hazel King. Right now we have here 14 minutes uh, left remaining in the show. I'm going to take another music break, and I'll be back with the last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere. Big grins on the can, I'm gonna 
That was new music from BBNOS and Piccolo. Uh, HBO and Mark Ruffalo, uh, Mark Ruffalo, I'm sorry, they are being hit with a massive lawsuit. Uh, according to a new report, they are sued over a fire that took place in May of 2019 in upstate New York during filming of I Know This Much Is True. In the suit, it said that the victims who lived near the car dealership which caught fire were subject to dangerous toxins and carcinogens. Uh, They also claimed to suffer damage to their home. Additionally, the local claimed that HBO failed to restore the area after the fire. They said that the production left behind an uncovered and unabated debris pile and toxins spill of wide-driven dust and gasoline dispersion. The lawsuit further states that HBO stored kerosene, heating oil, and additional flammable items at the filming location. The victims were seeking millions of dollars in damages. Featuring Mark in a double role as twin brothers, I Know This Much Is True aired on HBO in 2020. Also starring on the show was Catherine Hain, uh, Rosie O'Donnell, and Philip Ettinger. The Avenger Endgame star also served as an executive producer. Meanwhile, Mark is set to star in an upcoming sci-fi movie from Parasite director Bong Joon-ho. He will be joined by Tony Collette, Robert Patterson, and Naomi Aki. Details about his role in the forthcoming projects are not available so far. And Jodie Foster is to star in a season four of True Detective, the 59-year-old actress who won Best Actress from the, her, uh, from the Oscars for her role in The Accused and Silence of the Lamb, has been cast as Liz Dan- Danver in the HBO crime, crime drama for its upcoming season dubbed Night Country. Now, according to Deadline, Jodie will be investigating the mysterious disappearance of six people from a research station in Ennis, Alaska on the series. She will also serve as the executive producer for the upcoming series of the hit drama, while scripts will be penned by Issa Lopez, who have previous work on Tigers Are Not Afraid and Secondary Effect, along with Alan Page Ariaga. Uh, further details of the new season are not available, but it has been reported that the series remain in the development process. The anthology series itself previously had Matthew McConaughey, uh, Rachel McAdams, and Carmen uh, Ijogo in the uh, starring role. Jody, who shot the fame as a child star in Disney hits such as Freaky Friday and Candleshoe, has not appeared in a regular role on TV since Paper Moon back in 1974. Her most recent guest starring role on television was in 2009 when she gave voice to usually silent character Maggie on The Simpsons. Ray Liotta uh, wanted to get to the end of watching The Soprano, the late movie Hardman, who starred in the film prequel to the landmark HBO drama The Many Saints of Newark, potently said in his final interview that he eventually planned to finish the series. Like, uh, Ray Laoda uh, revealed on Late Night with Seth Meyers in September of 2021 that he was trying to wade through this six-series mob drama starring James Gattolfini. He said, I never really watched it. A few episodes in the beginning, but at the time, I just wasn't into sitting home and watching television. He said he was out doing stuff. Laota added that as he was playing a new role on the prequel series, he didn't have to base his portrayal on a character who already existed. 
the Hollywood star who was best known for his leading role as Henry Hill in Martin Scorsese's 1990 crime classic, Goodfellas, died in the Dominican Republic while shooting a new film called Dangerous Waters, according to his publicist, Jennifer Allen. And one of the last films Leota finished before his death was Cocaine Bear, announced its official release date a few weeks earlier. The film, directed by Elizabeth Banks, is due for a cinema release on February 24, 2023. Universal confirmed earlier in May of 2022 it has been reported there were no signs of foul play or anything suspicious about Ray Liotta's death. Leota is survived by his actress daughter, Carson, who's 23, and he was engaged to be married to J.C. Natolo, uh, who was with him while he was filming it in the Dominican Republic. A cause of death is still to be formally released. Judd Law is buckling up for an adventure to the galaxy far, far away. The two-time Academy Award-nominated actor has been confirmed to lead a new Star Wars series, which has now been given an official title called Star Wars Skeleton Crew. The news was shared during Star Wars celebration at the Anaheim Convention Center in Anaheim, California, last Thursday. The project has been rumored on Star Wars fan site for months, with news that Law joined the Star Wars universe surfacing in in April. Skeleton Crew comes from Spider-Man Trilogy director John Watts and uh, Spider-Man Homecoming writer Christopher Ford. It was operating under the code name Grammar Rodeo, which Watts confirmed at the fan event is reference to an episode of The Simpsons in which Bart and his schoolmates steal a car and run away for a week under the pretext of going to a school event. The story is set in the New Republic era and is taking place in the same timeline as The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett. Skeleton's crew is about a group of kids about 10 years old from a tiny little planet who accidentally get lost in the Star Wars galaxy. It's the story of their journey trying to find their way home. Uh, it's, it stars four kids, but it's not a kid's show. Details about Law's character are yet to be unveiled, while casting is currently underway for the four pre-teens who will appear on the show. No premiere day is set for the new series just yet. And Panic at the Disco will make their comeback this week. Uh, the pop rock band is scheduled to return to music with their first new single in four years today, Wednesday, June 1st. Uh, Brendan Urie's solo project is set to release the comeback sing- single Viva La Vengeance this week after teasing fans with a series of cryptic clues. Earlier this month, the pop punk star directed fans to the website shutupandgotobed.com, which pointed towards new music dropping on June 1st. Upon clicking on the site, fans were asked to enter their age, email address, and bedtime into a sleep calculator then they press calculate before being told don't be a diva it's time to be free and you need to wake up at 601 which turns out to be the release date for the new song now fans are also reminded to set their alarm so you know when to wake up while a short preview of the track is played the i write sins not tragedy rockers are confirmed to be the owners of the website upon agreeing to receive marketing messages and over the weekend, the Panic Social shared the six-second preview of the song and teased that so much more than the new music is on the way. 
The clip was captured on Twitter, Don't Touch That Dial, Viva Las Vengeance, and so much more coming June 1st at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. So it's already happened. Uh, Panic's last album was 2018 Pray for the Wicked, the second as a solo act. Brendan has kept a relatively low profile over the past couple of years. However, in 2020, he blasted then-President Donald Trump for using his song High Hope during his campaign rally. And Ed Sheeran will honor Prince Phillips at this year's Platinum Jubilee. The Grammy-winning musician is set to perform a musical tribute to the Queen and her late husband during a special celebration on Sunday, June 6th. The pop star is planning to sing his love song, Perfect, in honor of the couple's lengthy romance during the Jubilee pageant in London, which is part of a four days of event marketing Queen Elizabeth, uh, the second uh, 70 years on the throne. The crooner will perform the track at the finale of the carnival procession through the streets of the U.K. capital, and the performance will feature a giant screen filled with images of the Queen and Prince Philip throughout their time together. The Queen was married to Prince Philip for 77 years. He died at the age of 99 in April of 2021. The outlet also reports that the Jubilee pageant will feature other tributes to the monarch and her late husband, including a Bollywood re-imaging of their wedding, a representation of Philip's sailing boat, Blue Bottle, and puppet Corgi and Horses. Uh, the report suggests that 250 Bollywood dancers will perform along the mall in London to a soundtrack of classic Bollywood anthems. The Jubilee pageant is a 3K-mile carnival procession with a cast of thousands and will end at Buckingham Palace where there will be a rendition of the national anthem led by a gospel choir and a military band. It will mark the end of four days of celebration taking place across the country, which kicks off on Thursday, June 2nd, with a special trooping the color parade and a fly pass featuring 70 aircraft, including the Red Arrows. The festival also includes a service at St. Paul Cathedral on uh, Friday, June 3rd, and a concert alongside Buckingham Palace on Saturday, June 4th. Wow, a lot of entertainment going on. And I think today is just the beginning of the start of the Jubilee. Um, so, yeah, it's about like a four-day event, so that should be uh, exciting. But I hear that it starts today. Well, uh, that's going to do it for me this week. Uh, tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week. Make sure you stay safe, and I'll tune in next time. And uh, stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care. Goodbye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. 
there are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.